Hi, I'm Steve. Wow, that was that was weak sauce. Let me try that again. Yeah. I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And this week, we're going to help out a little bit more than usual because Dustin isn't here. He might he might jump in. I sent him the Josh that chat so he could jump in. But tonight I am instead joined by one of my guiding stars in the photography world, Mr. Josh Withers himself. Uh, just a technical note, Dustin won't be joining us. He's in the boot of my car. Um, so until I, <laughs> until I let him go, there'll be no Dustin here. Uh, but mate, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a, uh, as we say down under, it's a bloody honor to be here, mate. What does that mean? Wow. Uh, it's just, it's me being nice. I'm saying it's good to be here. But I'm, but I'm, so I'm earlier when, up. when my, earlier when my son came on this video chat for a few seconds to talk to you, you didn't get to say any Australian stuff because he wasn't interested because it's not Fortnite. <laughs> so now you're just going like full Aussie on me. Look, just Cobber, when you join an Aussie Zoom call, you're going to be able to get some Aussie chat, okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. We're not we're not here to throw shrimp on the Barbie, mate. We're here to make a bloody podcast. <laughs> so, Josh, how are you doing? How how are things going in Australia? Uh, so, a couple of things going on in Australia today. Uh, one of them, uh, we're due for a baby at any second now. So, um, if I have to just kind of you know, run. Um, that means that somehow labor has been going for a number of hours without me knowing. And uh, I'll have to go give birth to my second child. Oh, that sounds fun. And so, uh, so Britt's just in the bedroom resting, hoping, praying to give birth any second now. Britt's just in the, the bedroom having contractions while you're talking to me. Is that what's going on? Yeah, but like, She's actually in the water birthing pool that you guys have in your bedroom. <laughs> this is actually the Gold Coast University Hospital. I'm, I've just ducked out of the suite for a second just to come and do a bit of the potty. And I'll jump back in there when uh, when she's ready to... You know, like, why waste time when, she, like, when, she's, when she's not... Um, you know, when the, when the centimeters aren't a large number, why... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm of no use in there. How many centimeters are we looking for uh, here? A, like a two, three, more? probably more. A couple, yeah, more than more than that. <laughs> Higher number. Of I love this. I love this because the last the last person who was on the podcast was Ulysses, and the previous time he was on the podcast was right before <laughs> he had a baby, and. You were the last guest before Ulysses, and now you're about to have a baby. I feel like maybe the wedding photo hangover is helping people make babies. Is that is that what's going on here? Podcasts are having babies now. This is actually this is a new phenomena in the wedding industry. At first, there were computer-generated marriages, thanks to Tinder and the algorithms of different dating apps. But we've moved past that now, and now podcasts are procreating. It's um, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> can can my podcast get a Tinder and is that something that can happen as well? It's 2021, honestly. Is, can the podcast can date? Anything can happen now. This is a brand new world. Like we've we've gone through the pandemic. Obviously, by the time this gets released, we'll be completely over the pandemic. Life will be completely normal again. Um, and and this is a brand new world. There's no rules, Steve. Like we can do whatever we want. Like podcasts can have relationships, podcasts can make babies. Presidents can be anyone. It's it's a brave new world. 
presidents already could be anyone. Uh, the last four years proved that here in America. Literally anyone. Like you listening. Literally. You can be the pod- podcast president. You just decide and you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm certainly not going to be the podcast president. Oh my gosh. We've just, we've just had the beep of joining and Dustin McKibben has entered the room from the boot of my car, from the trunk of my car. Oh, you let Dustin out? Are, are you in Indiana? You're that close? Um, I'm in Indiana. Uh, Dustin, I'm, um, I've just told everyone on the podcast that you couldn't join because you were in the trunk of my car and you have somehow escaped and I, I'm personally disappointed. Your, your wife let me out. <laughs> I, I need to add her to my Christmas list. That's, that's a real thing. That's, that's the best your wife joke I've heard in a while. There we go. Uh, so your wife, who's currently experiencing contractions in your bedroom, got up, walked over to the boot of the car, let Dustin out. This is crazy. This is some craziness. Dustin, can you switch your microphone input? Yep. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> there's there's nothing uh, that Brit is if she's not compassionate. She is a kind and compassionate human. In fact, if you've uh, if I haven't said it on the record on the podcast before, um, my wife is possibly the kindest, most loveliest person alive. I'm just going to take your word for it, I guess. Uh, I don't know what else to do with that information. Um, Dustin, how are you doing? I'm glad you could join the uh, the podcast as our other guest today. I, I I'm happy to be the guest on the podcast. So much less work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Josh and I had a lot of questions for you. We just uh, really wanted to get into it about your business, the way you run your business, and uh, you know, kind of parse out some tidbits and ways that you could help out the listeners of the podcast who are maybe thinking about starting their own real estate photography business. And yeah, uh, I'd start by selling all of your gear and um, mm-hmm. just going all in on iPhoneography. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Josh had an interesting question for me, like when we were just pre-gaming before you jumped on. He was wondering, um, how much meth are you allowed to do inside of a house when you're doing the photography there? Uh, as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was watching you live on your Instagram account, I am Sam, and it looked like there was a lot... <laughs> It was a lot of powder. I didn't know what it was. Um, mm-hmm. um, actually, side note, is meth powder? I actually don't know. <laughs> Liquid powder depends on the climate. It's it's below zero here currently, so could be sheet of ice, ice meth. Ice meth. Ice meth. Yeah. It's all the rage in the what? States, especially the in the Midwest. Photo hangover, where we where we come to find what is in rage in the uh, in the drug world. Yeah, here in Indiana, you can actually just get meth sickles now. You you can uh, you, you know you, you grow the meth on the roof of your house, and as the uh, snow melts, it actually brings the meth down with it, freezes mm-hmm. into these nice little meth sickles. You can just pull them off and you know take a lick whenever you want. It sounds methy. You know it's it's a it's. We're really revolutionizing the world of meth here in Indiana, and in, in no place other than Fort Wayne. That's that's where meth is done the finest here in Indiana. Capital. So, capital, capital, yeah, God, meth a, capital of uh, Indiana. What an honor! <laughs> that's why we are encouraging you to visit, Josh. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you know, uh, not many people know this, but I have fairly close links to the meth community. For example, um, my home, which I'm not in and I haven't been in for the last year, thanks to a pandemic, uh, but we bought that from a guy who was a meth dealer. And when we bought it, the front door wouldn't close because the federal police had kicked it in um, because they, I guess, in some kind of urgent fashion, wanted to talk to him about the meth. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so they heard uh, of knocking? No, the federal police, they're very, they're just having a good time. Just got to mm-hmm. get in, get out, have a chat. Now was this Manners. was this meth or was it heroin? Like what was he into? Was it maybe like a former Olympic swimmer? Like um, <laughs> what, what can you tell me about this? No, I know was, you guys aren't me. getting any news there in Australia right now. So yeah, no, this is a great thing about Australia today. We're recording on the eighteenth of September, eighteenth of February. Sorry, in uh, in mm-hmm. Australia, um, is that uh, I'm the news now because Ooh. Facebook has removed all news from Facebook in Australia. Like literally, if I go to Petapixel's um, Facebook page in Australia, blank, it's empty. There's no news in Australia. So we just get to make it up now. We just get to say stuff. You are the epitome of fake news. Yeah, literally. Just saying stuff now. I'm just just making stuff up. Like I'm just going to start posting on Facebook. There was a car crash outside. I don't know. Maybe there was. You are like minority report. (laughs) Somewhere outside there was. Like minority, so he's predicting it now. Yeah, <laughs> it really is like the minority report. There's, there's like these bald albino people in your basement that are like predicting the news, and you're trying to tell it before it happens. That's, that's okay. So, are we just going to recap the entire plot of Minority Report now, or what is that what no, we're doing? It's, it's no, it's called the Withers Report. The Withers Report. <laughs> yeah, because. 39-year-old white males in Australia definitely are the minority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are the 1%. Never been. I don't know. I've never been. <laughs> I figured it's all kangaroos and then a few white people. Just a few of us. Just not many. Yeah. We're just, we're just sitting here just trying to convince people that, that our lives matter. That's all we're trying to do. That's, that's my message. <laughs> that's not my message, please. <laughs> Well, it was great to have uh, Josh on this podcast, right? So we could get it canceled. And um, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. So glad we're bringing Josh on to talk about meth and how all lives matter. So, wow. Real positive messages we're putting out today. (laughs) It's the best wedding photography podcast the world's going to get this week. This is is really good. And somehow we'll just kind of work it into like meth being about the Sony A1 or something like that. That sounds cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Talk about Sony secretly being a drug lord. Oh my God, we've gone there. This is so good. Someone call QAnon. They need to know. We need to get the message out. (laughs) Canon? Canon? (laughs) Canon's making a drone? Is that true? It could be in Australia. You, so is Australia getting podcasts? If you say it's happening. So so like if your Facebook page identifies as something that is newsy, we don't see it on Facebook in Australia. Like literally, if I try to copy and paste the link to something newsy, even internationally, not just Australian news, but like New York Times or, you know, Daily Mail or whatever, um, it's it won't share. It's crazy. So I thought that was like a copyright thing. Is that not a copyright thing or is there something else going on over there? It's because the Australian government wants Facebook to pay news publishers and Facebook doesn't want to. 
and so they've they've just decided and it to was turn Google it off. It's not just too, Facebook. Right? It's, it's not just Facebook. I thought it was Google. Yeah, but Google's wait, out. wait, time out, time out, time out. Okay. Dustin, did you read something before the podcast? You read something? You're uh, not like currently reading this off of a website somewhere. You actually read something before we started recording. So I discovered uh, Facebook <laughs> news um, a few months ago, which they don't have in Australia. Which <laughs> apparently they're trying to get more, you know, viewership now that they don't have the Australian. So I'm getting it shoved down my throat a little bit more. And they've, um, they've lost that hot kangaroo market. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that because um, I get kangaroo steaks sent to me monthly. Um, and in there was a little letter saying, you know, hey, pretty soon Australians aren't going to get news on Google, potentially. So you need to order more kangaroo steaks because we're going to need the business. I'm interested in your kangaroo steak uh, subscription. Is, is, is that the Dollar Hop Club? The Hop Dollar Club. It, it gets constantly confused with the Dollar Hop. It's common misconception. This one's a little bit cheaper, but you got to cut them yourself. Ah, yep. And it comes with a razor for your face. <laughs> That's good. No I'm shaving to cream, that. though. No yeah. shave. It's a cheap, cheap subscription. It was a Christmas present. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, my God. What a time to be alive. How are you, Dustin? I haven't seen you in, in ages. I haven't seen you kind of face-to-face on a, on a Zoom call because Steve and I are certain that both of us are generally good. Are you also good? Yeah, um, I am I am well. I am healthy. I am getting ready to go to Disney World. Oh. Um, yeah. How old's My... your bum now? Are you going to take a, the newborn to, to Disney? I know. I'm crazy. We went to the Florida Keys last month. And we were just like, that went so well that let's go all in. Let's do this Disney thing. Uh, Disney is operating at 35% capacity. So it's lovely. Yeah. So if you like, I went to Disney when my daughter turned three and I said, I will never come here again because it was just taking small children in lines is awful. And so when I read that it was operating at such a low capacity, I was like, okay, these are lines I could probably handle. And then when they top that off. So now instead of one child, you're bringing three childs. Bringing three childs. Yes. Yeah. The technical term, not children. Bring Julia childs. Yeah. Her too. Her too. (laughs) She's our nanny. Um, Can I eat, pray, love my way through Disney? (laughs) I wish. At least through Epcot, <laughs> but um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try it. So for those out there who don't know, if you go to Disney before your child turns three, they are free. You can go as long as you want, and they are free. Um, they can even eat for free. Oh wow! So, they get yeah. free food. Oh yeah. Wait, well, time out. Um, hey, welcome back, food. listeners. This is the facts about Disney. Most everybody already knows podcast. I'm joined today by Dustin and Josh, and we're so glad to have you guys here with us. Uh, we're just gonna flip it over to Dustin real quick to tell everybody a few facts about Disney that most people already know. Take it away, Dustin. Uh, Disney is actually a racist Nazi camp that hides under the premise of a Mouseketeer centered focus group. 
Wow. Um, yeah, no, this is all true. This is actually a belly of Disney that most don't know about. Wow. So that's what I yeah, go for. The, the idea of for meth sickles that we have here in Indiana actually came from Disney. Uh, the Imagineers at Disney came up with that. You know, I once heard that Disney released the movies Frozen and, of course, Frozen 2 and whatnot, and then also mm-hmm. produced the show Disney on Ice to, um, what's the word, kind of Google jam, like stuff Google full of Frozen and Ice queries to hide the fact that Walt Disney is actually Frozen and on Ice. It's true. <laughs> true they were sick of all the people doing searches is walt disney's head frozen in the disney fault it's like let's make some movies on the stage show <laughs> let's make some movies let's really ramp up disney on ice we're gonna take it to the next level they're just like we need to game this seo um let's call this movie frozen literally has nothing to do with frozen but we'll throw some princesses and maybe a snowman and call it a day. I'm really looking forward to the 2022 release of Walt Disney's head. (laughs) (laughs) It's secretly just Olaf. (laughs) He voices some of the characters still. It's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole Futurama thing they've got going on over there. So Josh, the reason I wanted to chat with you, uh, other than just catching up, which of course is is fantastic, um, you recently you had sold all of your laptops and other computing devices to go all in on this iPad solution for your celebrancy, for your uh, Lightroom and like photo editing and all that kind of stuff. But then recently, you sold your iPad to go back to a laptop yeah so uh, and i just don't understand this it's like you traded in for the future and now you're going back to the past i'm not too sure if this is a saying in america but are you familiar with the concept of pushing shit uphill Mm -hmm. yeah so so Uh, if you go along with that um eventually you get to the top of the hill but you've just still got a pile of shit I've been pushing shit uphill with that iPad Pro for a long time. <laughs> Multiple iPads. It's a beautiful little unit. It really is. And I can I can preach about it. It's it's great. It's lovely. But compared to an Apple Silicon, I've got the I'm like I'm literally on right now. On a, I'm on a MacBook Air M1. Um, this is the best computer I've ever uh, I've, I've ever used and I've ever owned because it just bloody works. And it's so much better and faster than an iPad Pro. I've never been happier than selling that I that, that iPad just needed to go. Like it's a beautiful little computer, it really is. But for doing pro work, I just had to go back to a MacBook and the M1 got me there. This is a beautiful computer. So what's it like now that you no longer have a touch screen when you're editing in Lightroom? All your uh, drone photos and landscape and stuff like that that you do? Oh, I wasn't really like I'd sometimes do the whole um, you know, the kind of touch, like you do the uh, HSL kind of touch and drag mm-hmm. edit. Um, but like it, it's not sort of game changer. Like it's, it's nice. Um, but you know, you can also just do the HSL adjustment without touchscreen with a, you know, touchpad. So it's fine. It really is. Uh, I am, um, I've got a remarkable two, which is my current kind of tablet, but you know, obviously not doing any photo or video on it because there's no photo or video capabilities. It's just an e-ink computer. And I use that for note taking and I also sign all of my marriage paperwork on there. Um, cause it's just a nice little computer, but, uh, I've never been happy to see the back of that iPad pro. I really wanted to, I wanted that to be a thing. I've been pushing that uphill for the longest time, 
but uh, the M1 Mac, like this thing is is hot. Like I, I did a, I might have been a 14 minute um, 4K video the other day for the Celebrant training I do, and I'm just flicking around a Thermocut Pro, and it like it feels like I'm using a workstation, like a like a big ass fast workstation. Because Final Cut Pro, I'm just clicking and dragging, and it just works. And then you export, and it exported the 14K video. Like the one I did probably took about 18 or 21 minutes or so. And uh, I mean, it's just, it just works. It's just like a normal computer that just bloody works. And I went, so my MacBook before this was a 16-inch MacBook Pro. Like, so slow compared to this. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Makes me glad I returned mine. Your 16-inch or your iPad? 16-inch. No, I, I ordered the 16-inch at the beginning of last year, and then uh, it had some issues, and so they sent me another one, and that one is kind of like having a little bit of issues, but then COVID hit, so I was like, take this as an opportunity to just send it back. Have and you then, gone M1 yet, Dustin? I feel like you're the kind of guy who's gone M1 already. Surely you've gone M1. I didn't go oh, M1 surely. because I, I don't know if I would use the word stupidly. Steve might use the word stupidly, but I instead um, bought a... You had a lot new, of Kickstarters you wanted to invest in, right? <laughs> I, brought a, I bought a new 27-inch iMac this past summer because I was like, I didn't end up with the laptop, but work didn't slow down for me the way I thought it would with COVID. And I needed processing power and so instead i bought the new because they refreshed the imac last year but they did not with an m1 unfortunately but um it was still i felt like a big enough jump from the 2017 i had um to to make the plunge and so now I'm just patiently tapping my fingers waiting for a MacBook Pro 16 inch with an M1 chip. That baby which... will fly, mate. That'll be that'll be the most beautiful little computer. I'll be tempted when it comes out, but I, I also really appreciate how light and small the 13 inch MacBook Air is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's I really want to get a new laptop. Desperately. How does the uh, how does the Lightroom work with your M1 MacBook, Josh? Because Lightroom has been slow as balls for me on my iMac, on my MacBook Pro, everywhere. It's just so incredibly frustrating. Like the last three or four months. So that was the most disappointing thing when I got the 16-inch MacBook Pro. I probably got that maybe about this time last year, so Marchish, maybe late late February, March, uh, and I. I went to the 16 inch because I was just so sick of Lightroom running like dog, dog dog's balls. I thought, right. surely if I, I get, if I can throw enough money at this problem, then maybe it'll just go away. And, <laughs> and I don't know whether the whether the uh, um, what's it called? Not the iPad, iPod Pro. What's the iMac? The iMac Pro. I, I don't know whether that really solved any of your worries, Dustin. But the 16 inch did nothing for Lightroom. It, honestly, it was like the same as running on my four year old MacBook Pro. So coming to the M1. Um, it runs better. Uh, Lightroom Classic isn't Apple Silicon optimized yet, or at least the last time I looked. Mm-hmm. It might have upgraded. I feel like I should just double check before. Um, <laughs> nope. No, there, there's, there's no a- news. There, no one can fact check you. <laughs> yeah, Lightroom Classic. Has you been can released. say whatever you want over there in Australia. Yeah, it's, it's, it's now supports Linux and iPods. You can run Lightroom Classic on an iPod now, which is really cool. Um, no, so it looks like it is. There's no Lightroom Classic for um, for Apple Silicon yet, but Lightroom, I mean, just just Lightroom. So the 
you know, kids Lightroom that's updated for Apple Silicon and it's um it's fine like it's good like it, it's better it's better than a 16 inch but it's also not revolutionary um so I actually haven't been using Lightroom a lot since I've had the M1 I've been using Darkroom um I also remember I'm not pumping out wedding photos so my workflow is different but I've been using Darkroom which is Apple Silicon uh um for, what is it called no. It's made for Apple Silicon, and uh, it just it just it's beautiful mm-hmm. with RAWs. It just pumps them in and pumps. It's, it's simple. It's nice and it just works. Which is the whole philosophy with the loving the Apple Silicon stuff. It just works. And it works fast, and you don't have to depend on the Rosetta translation for Lightroom. And I've heard people are getting like tiny speed boosts yeah. with Lightroom on the M1s, but like nothing nothing huge yet. Yeah. So some at some point soon they're going to drop Lightroom Classic for M1, and that'll be revolutionary. That'll be great. Unless they're just going to kill Lightroom Classic and force everybody to go over to Lightroom. You imagine. Uh, Ooh, who I could imagine that, pissing I, off your fan base? I can see that. I feel like they were trying to do that anyways. And then people, like at one point, there was like a hot minute where it was sort of like going to that. And then they're like, just kidding. Classic's still here. You just need to download it. Like here, guys, don't hate us. Don't hate us. I feel like they don't always <laughs> understand, like particularly weddings, because a wedding is a different workflow to say, maybe you commercial photographer. A commercial photographer could probably get away with you know, shooting on Lightroom, but weddings—you're coming home and you're dropping what are you dropping like a couple of thousand frames into Lightroom. Right. Imagine all of that syncing up with Lightroom Cloud. Like every single wedding, it's like ah, your your Lightroom Cloud is full. Like I know, man, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's it's a stupid idea. I just picture like some sort of family shared plan and everyone in your family is like, uh, dad, like, um, says my phone is full because you sync your Adobe to it. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, that was just one wedding. Okay. So pop quiz. So just say Lightroom Classic goes away tomorrow. Like it's literally removed from Adobe creative cloud. You just can't access it. Like there's no license for it. It doesn't exist. What do you guys use? Are we going? We going iPhoto? Are we going Capture One? Are we? Are we editing in Photoshop like a like a caveman? Like what are you doing? Freedom edits. Have you heard of them? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Bespoke tone. Bespoke, Bespoke tone, tone is shut down, and we're just shipping everything uh, off. I know guys there. Like I still, am, I'm able to kind of get in the back door, and um, yeah, you're getting in my back door. Is yeah. that what I just heard? Back Bespoke door. Tone's back door. That sounds a little bit My messy. back door. Plugging bit that back door up with the amount of orders I'm sending in there. Are you knocking mm-hmm. or do you kick the door down? Oh, it's like the federales. I'm <laughs> knocking it down. Like you're at Josh's house. Yes. Yes. But no, so yeah, uh, loving probably, probably we'll be doing photo mechanic to call. And like Steve said, I, I outsource my editing. So... Editing would get outsourced. It would come back in some format, I would assume, that I can just send off to my clients and never look at them again. I think I'd make the leap to capture one. Have you used you? If they got rid of Lightroom Classic? Uh, I have played around with Capture One. I have not like used it to actually edit anything in full. It just didn't make sense to me. Like The workflow just didn't really kind of, you know, hit my brain. Yeah. Aperture also didn't make sense to me, but I still somehow used it. Yeah, I used Aperture when I needed before to. I used Lightroom. That was sort of the old Blu-ray versus HD DVD battle where it was like Lightroom and Aperture came out at the same time. 
and one it was like final cut and premiere one was an apple product one was an adobe product and i was like surely the apple one will reign supreme and then i got to college and they're like so adobe gives us free software here so we're only teaching adobe software <laughs> and great. i was like all right <laughs> yes uh bought that for nothing no, you didn't buy it for nothing because, I mean, they did cancel it down shortly after you started yeah. college. So, yeah. yeah. Apple made the choice for me. They're like, uh, I hope you liked it because we will no longer be supporting that product. Do you think that they just had like an internal confusion? Like there was someone who didn't know photography and he heard about the Apple product and looked at what an f-stop was and just, uh, I guess we're just f-stopping it and then just closed it down. Like it was just like a bureaucratic thing. I think it was like, so we bought this company a while ago that makes books and we really need to use them. So we need to figure out a way to get people who use our software to order these books. What if we made this really overly complicated photo editing thing that people could dump their photos in and like, maybe we'll get some book sales out of it. We'll call it. So know, you iBooks. think Aperture existed. <laughs> to get iBooks to a point where it could compete with Amazon. That's what I'm hearing. And yeah. that's why Apple's been making movies about photography to bury the Google results about the <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy. Yes. That's why Apple yeah, makes It movies. all makes sense now. Yeah, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. I actually heard it was an inside job. Yep, it was. <laughs> It had uh, Denzel Washington. He came in. He was, there was a guy that was like hiding inside a broom closet. Wait, no, that's inside man. Dang it. I get those two mixed up. So close. And you also just ruined inside man for anybody who hasn't seen it already. Wow. You didn't even give like a spoiler alert. Like, hey, I'm about to spoil inside man a great movie for everybody else just wait for the sequel inside woman it's a totally different experience i'm really looking forward to the more diverse uh release uh, inside people there you go <laughs> there you go so josh i see you highlighting something in our show oh. notes that i assume you want to talk about uh listener gowering bat pm me uh to, to to share this ridiculous news story that he found on the daily dot it was um about this guy who has some very curious views about the way you pose men and women in photos um so basically the idea is that you can show who's the more I guess, dominant person in a photo. Josh, is this open for you in Australia? Or, I mean, it is a news story, so. Uh, yeah, so I can see the link. I just can't share it on Facebook. So, unfortunately, <laughs> no other Australians will be able to find out about this um, this posing technique. Are we are we calling it a posing mm -hmm. technique? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, so, this guy, his name's Rivellino, Alpha Rivellino. Uh, he's he's a, he's a terrible piece of shit. I think we could all agree. Um, but anyways, he um, he posted a tweet uh, to, to the Twitters, and it just had two photos of two couples. And the left photo, it says, 
it has a, a man and a woman and the woman's body is facing towards the man's body while the man's body is facing towards the camera. And then in the right photo, the man's body is facing towards the woman's body while the woman's body is facing towards the camera. And his comment was just left photo. Her pussy is looking to his cock. His cock is facing the world. This is correct. Right photo. His cock is looking to her pussy. Her pussy is facing the world. This is wrong. So, Josh, uh, what's your hot take? Um, well, how 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 much do you agree with this person? Whenever <laughs> I come he just said. to this kind of issue, I always look to the um, the pastor of Mars Hill Church. In do America. you come to this kind of issue frequently, or let's just say more than once? Like more, that's <laughs> more than that's multiple times, more than once. And uh, Mark Driscoll uh, is famous for saying that um, that a vagina is a penis home. And uh, um, I don't know why, but he was fired after saying this. Uh, <laughs> someone didn't like it. Um, and uh, and so as much as um, Rivellino is advocating for one to be facing the world and one to be facing the other, um, Mark would say it should be both facing each other, which I believe is also a popular opposing technique. So that's, that's, that's my thoughts on the matter. I'm just saying all genitals matter. I understand. Because when I do photos, I do always say, make sure the one is inside the other when I'm posing my couples. I'm like, this is the only way I want to see photos on your wedding day is if one of you is inside the other. And I don't care which one it is. That's just how it needs to happen, though. Yeah. Um, so there talking is about also, wedding cake, right? It's like a wedding cake. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, the, the problem with, with his technique is he, you can take it too far and you can have... Um, her pussy looking to his cock, his cock facing the world, but it goes too far and he's facing the one she's facing behind the cock and, and it looks like she's you know, like assaulting him possibly and you don't want to be, you don't want to be putting yourself and all your couples in that kind of predicament where they could be possibly facing any kind of litigation for looking like they're assaulting the other in photos that you've taken as a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. So uh, this guy Rivellino from the story in the Daily Dot, he, he made, um, he became... Uh, I don't want to say famous. I, w I think I want to say like terrible people famous. Um, like he, he gained Driscoll notoriety. Famous. Yeah, Mark Driscoll famous. Uh, when he put out this thing, it was called um, Green Lines. And he did a series of things where uh, he said like, what is sexual polarity in a tweet? And he says the feminine wants to lean into the masculine. So then he made these green line t-shirts that have a green line going down the center of this shirt so that if you look at yourself in a picture and the green line isn't going uh, straight like up and down, then you know that you're not in a masculine pose in a photo uh, was kind of the idea behind this. And he sold these shirts and made money because people buy into this stuff, I guess. I don't. Oh, there's so much I hate about this. You know the good so news. Much. The good news about the green line is, as you can see in my, if you're watching the video feed of this podcast, it doesn't actually get transmitted through camera, so it's like it's it's visible to the human eye, but when when it's mm. captured by a lens, it kind of it's like a vampire thing, kind of fades into the background. Cause, yeah, because you don't want green lines in your yeah, photos. Like, but you want them as a guide. My green line isn't showing either. Like, yeah, I totally get that on my shirt. I don't see yours on your shirt. Uh, Dustin, Dustin's I, wearing. I can't tell I, if Dustin. I think, I think he got a counterfeit. I can see your green line, Dustin. Yeah. Oh. 
Yes. It's right next to your Adidas, mm-hmm. who I think are a sponsor of Green Lines. Yes. Yeah. Just like JPEG Dustin, Mini. do you have thoughts on this? Um, how, how do you um, how do you pose somebody to be uh, masculine? I Incorrect. Like to have both of my couples. I like to shoot them from behind. I find that to be the most um, masculine version is showing off the rear. So their cock and their pussy. Neither one is facing the world exactly. or the camera. They're facing the future, and the world is behind them. In my which, art, which way is your cock facing, Dustin? My my cock is facing them because I am the masculine one creating the art. Um, we call it toot toot caboose photos, and it tends to cover all bases. Toot toot caboose. Mm-hmm. That's why we do engagement photos, though, so we can get these sort of rhetorics into our couple's minds. So on the wedding day, all I have to say is like, "Okay, guys, toot toot caboose," and they know turn around. Pull their pants down. We're doing the. I saw one of your behind-the-scenes videos from a shoot, and you were looking at the couple, and, and you had your your fingers up to your eyes, and you're like, "Look at me, I'm the muscular now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you know I'll talk like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'll say things like, "Now give you the job, Tom Hanks." <laughs> Tom Hanks. I don't think he knows the Tom- reference, mate. I don't think he knows Hanks <laughs> with the volleyball. No. Uh, no, with the volcano. The volcano? Uh, with, with the, the Zoltron machine mm-hmm. in, in the piano keys, right? Yeah. Go, mm-hmm. What are some more? With with the box of chocolates and the feather. Mm-hmm. Run, florist, run. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's run through some Tom Hanks movies. Come on. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Huyattle. Um, oh. What about uh, uh, all those ones where um, what were the ones that QAnon released about him? Canon? I, I don't. I don't know what Canon did. <laughs> oh god! Uh, what's next on the list oh. before we get ourselves in any kind of legislative issue? <laughs> Look. In order, in order to get in legislative issues with this, Tom Hanks would have to listen to this podcast. Colin Hanks is a maybe. He might be a listener. Tom Hanks, his dad, not at all. No, he's, he's in a different stratosphere. Colin Hanks is a man who's like more, he's a man of the people, you know, like mm-hmm. he doesn't do the big Hollywood roles. He does the smaller roles on, on the televisions and stuff, you know, um, you know, so he, he's a guy who could potentially listen to a podcast and get offended for his dad, but not take any action. I will say we're constantly because asked you know why we include so much, you know, personalized product placement such as JPEG Mini or Patagonia or Adidas. Like we we don't want to wear these things. We have to wear these things for the money to keep our legal team on retainer. Put a soda stream there. Please use my coupon code uh, sodastream.com slash Josh slash Josh. I'm the, the only Josh. I'm the, the only Josh that reps SodaStream. <laughs> oh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm on SodaStream right now, and Josh does work. Josh does work. <laughs> so uh, another listener of the show, Gary Harfield, posted in our very own Facebook group, and he said, "Hey, get this. There's a local wedding group for brides and vendors. Obviously." 
there's a local wedding group for brides and vendors where vendors obviously put in their information to possibly get the jobs of of brides who are looking for stuff. But the owner of the group wants to start charging now for vendors to be listed in the group to be a part of it. Mm. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, make that money. COVID was a hard year. Yeah. Hit everyone while they're down. Everyone while they're down. <laughs> I am... Um, I, I've, I'm actually taking this idea to a complete new level locally um, where they normally have the the meat and the fruit and the veg markets and there's the guys kind of hollering like, get your apples here too. I'm, I'm actually lining up wedding vendors on the ice, like the ice trays that you put the meat and the fish and everything on. And I'm kind of hollering like, you want a wedding photographer, 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 like $2. And we, I put on an Italian accent because that seems to get people, it gets the brides in, the brides love it mm. when they do. Because mm-hmm. you're racist, got it. Because I'm racist. Um, uh, just because I feel like if you're going to go down the meat market edge, go down, like just go down that that rabbit hole and go full meat market. And uh, you know, I'm doing bundles, like uh, get to a photographer for one free and that kind of, so you got three photographers you're winning. That's great, isn't it? You're like, this one comes with an iPod. It's like a DJ. <laughs> and then you're, and then that's when you you kind of swing in there as they're checking out. And you're like, we can elope the whole thing and go do it now in the parking lot. And that's, I'm handing out like, little samples. Like I'm just like I've got cut up photographs on a mm-hmm. on a tray with little um little <laughs> skewers. <laughs> it's you're good. Like, try, try this one. Wait, hold on. Let me put some sauce on that. It's a. Oh, little... that's perfect. You just get out there with a Polaroid, so you can get the skewer right through the actual people who you're you're serving at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's controversial. Uh, I've got, I've got to be honest with you. People have had issues with it. Uh, but I see it as a real as a real long term viable business plan. But you could flip it you, with your no voodoo news is bad news. You do. You skewer the photos, voodoo. Skewer the photos, bridal show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, circle. I mean, you do take the, uh, the the skewers are shaped to be like Cupid's arrows, so it's it's really like a more a love sort of thing, oh, yeah. and that is why you do all these bridal shows completely nude with just a sash around your midsection. I just love love. I'm gonna say. I just love love y'all who doesn't <sighs> somebody somebody in some some random facebook group in was like say you're a wedding photographer without saying you're a wedding photographer and i immediately wrote i just love love y'all and i don't feel like it got the appreciation it deserved in that group i'm no, not gonna lie that's that's a wedding hangover group kind of joke you gotta you gotta you gotta use your discernment steve align your jokes i don't quickly. have that I don't have discernment, no. Well, I've got the three discernments so, so, for you. Three discernments for $10. Do you want some discernment? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys are uh, for, against a Facebook group charging money to vendors to list their info there. I'm for. Look, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, uh, impeach uh, anyone's civil liberties they can have uh, they can do to themselves and their own businesses whatever the f they want um i myself however will not be submitting myself to such a me market i uh, i subscribe to the uh, build a tribe build a brand and um, have people hire me because they like me and care about me and value what i do um not the meat market solution that this facebook group is offering and so. dustin and i also subscribe to the build a tribe build a brand ideal that you just put forward until a bigger tribe bigger brand comes in and wants to acquire your tribe 
And you're like, yeah. And then you <laughs> allow them to advertise inside your Facebook group, which is why right now you can find a salsa booth for just how much, Dustin? $2,500. And via our special Facebook link in our special Facebook group. Get on it. Ride that pony home. Ride it. Mm. <laughs> is that really how much they cost? That's a lot uh, of money. No, it's wow. actually much less than what More? they cost. <laughs> How's yours working out for you, Dustin? How, how'd that go? That purchase right before COVID hit? Yeah, it was a great purchase right before COVID. It's fantastic. Uh, no, actually, it's been um, prior to COVID. It was really good because one of my main competitors had the same photo booth and she was giving it um, away for a extreme discounted rate or running some deals with some venues. Like, Hey, if you promote me, you, th this couple will get a free photo booth. And so it allowed me to kind of compete with her on, you know, kind of play her game. And so I could go to the same venues and just say like, Hey, you promote me. Like when a couple comes in and they're like, who should we hire as a photographer? If you can say me, they can also have a free photo booth. And a free so, photographer thrown in. I throw it in. I'm also giving you a meat platter. <laughs> Not for the couple. It's like only for you. I drop the meat off. You eat it. I come back. I give you bread. We've, we've kind of slipped from Italian to Soviet there. We're kind of just slow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we cover all the listenership here at the wedding photo hangover. Uh, the Putin is a big listener of the podcast. You book a me, I book a you. We all book each other. <laughs> so uh, from listener Aldrich Mintz and our very own Facebook group before Dustin and uh, Josh just devolve into bad accents. I book a Aldrich <sighs> too. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, during a pandemic in Arizona, a rando on Facebook says, looking for a venue that is outside holds 500 people, 100% refundable deposit first weekend in May this year. If you cannot help, do not post. No need for advice or comments if they are not a venue willing to do this. Look, I know this is like a comedy podcast, but seriously, just drop my name in there. Um, I'm uh, looking to earn a couple of bucks. So, uh, yeah. Is this live? Are we, no one will hear this, will they? No. Josh Withers, the, the venue is all of Australia. Just anywhere in Australia. The Outback. Yeah, you're going to make it happen. <laughs> Just, wow. Uh, D Dustin, you got thoughts on this? Uh, well, I live in Indiana, so 500-person weddings are pretty common here. Um, and obviously... Where? Where? Where are those common? I live in the biggest, outside of the biggest city in Indiana, one of the biggest cities in our our entire country, and 500-person weddings are not common. They're pretty uh, common here in where I live. <laughs> in the meth capital of Indiana. Let's just say, to give you an idea, so COVID hit last year, everyone in the world is shutting down a lot of wedding photographers' businesses are being thrown under, you know, the lawnmower. And here in Indiana, brides were like, okay, how many people can I fit in my backyard? Like, let's just see if we can get 400 people, like, in this park. So, 
here it was sort of like business as usual as long as all government officials are looking the other direction more interested so, in this whole COVID thing you're talking about is is that like a type of video like a like a cooperative video I, sorry i just i didn't understand what you're talking about it have you heard of coca-cola so it's uh, like yeah. a it's a it's a new soda people drank it didn't quite agree with their tummies and they died <laughs> it hurt their tum-tums uh that's sad oh is yeah. that one is that mm-hmm. one where they they got the super super spicy cough mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super spicy cough. <laughs> Some people call them super spicy spreaders. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to you, getting that one. You, you, <laughs> they come in limited edition colors and quantities. You should come visit and try them. Come visit and try them. Just, just come on, come on. Uh, if we're down under, are you guys up over? Come on up over and give it a shot. I uh, prefer just come sideways. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we need any like little devices to try to trick people to come to our country. Like people just want to be here. Like you don't need like a little saying or anything. It's just like come to America. It's a great place. To America mm-hmm. now, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the places we see. <laughs> except for you. Except for you. <laughs> You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to do some Q&A? Always. I live for it, Stephen. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Christopher Withers from our very own Facebook group says, so our next wedding to photograph is February 27th. We put off shooting a few months due to the pandemic. I was hoping to hear how everyone else is doing. Have you been shooting or celebranting? Is that what you call what you do, Josh? Celebranting? Um, I call it dancing naked in public, but whatever you want to say for the American listeners is fine. Yeah, cool. I mean, (laughs) fella dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Nude cellar dancing. Uh, are you guys on pause? Have there been any interesting situations? Would love to know what's going on. I'm curious what to expect when we return. So Australia is like probably in a much better position um, than America, considering like 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 how many new cases of COVID. But Christopher probably already knows this because. Your brothers, right? Christopher Withers, Josh Withers. It only makes sense. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that even though he's in America, that he's possibly my brother and lives in the same country. Um, yeah. All Withers are related. So if, if you could just start every sentence of your response with brother, I think that'd be very helpful. Hey, brother Christopher. I actually do have a brother Christopher. Um, so currently in Australia, <laughs> something like 20 people have got COVID. Like it's like, um, there, there's a local term we have for it. Uh, fuck all. Um, have COVID. It's very few people. Uh, I think in total, like less than a thousand people have died. Like something like 900 people have died. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so we've, we've dealt with it pretty good. Like, uh, everyone, there's been lockdowns, and you know, uh, it, you can have issues with that. Like we've had hotel um, quarantine, so if you come in from the from the, another country or just out from outside Australia, you've got a quarantine for two weeks in a, in a hotel, and even between different states at the various points, you have to quarantine in a hotel for two weeks before you're allowed to enter the state. Is it at least a nice hotel? 
Uh, yeah, you know, apparently it has been some nice hotels, but also even the nicest hotel when you've been locked on site up for two weeks is hell. Uh, you've not so, met my um, children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, a friend of mine came back from Germany. Her, her husband, two toddler twins, and her other daughter might be uh, five or something. And I just, I couldn't imagine anything worse than being stuck in a hotel with three kids. It's called Disney next week, my friend. <laughs> they don't give you a separate room for the kids. <laughs> I I don't know. To be honest with you, I God, I hope so. Um, but yeah, like you got to pay for hotel quarantine. It's a, it's a big deal. So you know, quarantine like COVID's been fairly well snuffed out. Like two guys got COVID in Melbourne and they locked down the whole state for five days. They just like no one can leave the house for five days. So the only real problem with weddings in Australia at the moment is just that unsurety of like, what if my wedding's in like in three months and two guys get get COVID and you know we've got a lockdown. So that's the issue. Are they starting to roll out the vaccine there? I think it just arrived the other day. So yeah, it'll. I like it's. it's I like how you say it, sort of like, uh, oh, like the milkman showed up with it. Like I, oh, I no, think I saw the vaccine guy walking down the street. Like front page of the newspaper is like a guy with like a forklift thing, and he's like rolling it off a, a something. I don't know. Amazon plane. An Amazon plane. They just they just went to Amazon and just in like max buy. Get it all. <laughs> Bring it on down. Prime. Yeah. So it's it's great that you said that um you know two people in Melbourne got COVID they shut down the entire state as a result. I'm currently looking at the number of coronavirus cases in our state, Indiana, that Dustin and I live in, six hundred fifty one thousand. Oh, four hundred fifty three. Yeah, six hundred fifty one thousand four hundred fifty three. So close. Our state's open for business. Similar numbers. Yeah. Proportionally, though, I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mention my numbers don't include kangaroos. So, um, ours zero. don't include tigers. Ours, ours surprisingly does include kangaroos. <laughs> so that's how things are going for you. Doesn't? How are things going for you? You, you got any crazy weird stories? Uh, crazy weird stories. I did want to ask you guys, since I have a candid audience here, um, and this is a safe place to talk about things. Um, currently helping a photographer, not myself, uh, navigate just like a terrible client. Um, I've never in my life dealt with a client that's this absolutely like horrendous. Didn't know if either of you guys had dealt with like, so the wedding's already over. Like, I mean, I've had a few clients Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. Like, and then the wedding happens, they see their photos. They're like, oh my God, I love you. I love the photos, blah, blah, blah. I love my celebrant. We're all good. And, but like for this photographer, like, so like she's bent over backwards. Like they already rescheduled the wedding during COVID. She like showed up after her other wedding to finish this wedding and just like gave them like everything she could. And they've just been like going after her like crazy. Um, and it's just been a horrendous experience. Didn't know like how you guys handle, or if you've ever had to handle just like bad clients after the fact. I've had so many bad clients, particularly in the last year. <laughs> I, um, I, I could do five days of, of podcasts. We could do like a podcast-a-thon talking about the absolute lovely people that I've had dealings with and uh, I will not 
yeah, litigate myself any further. <laughs> you know, my, my thing with, with, with particularly when it's after the fact is you've just got to set, set yourself a goal. Um, like where, where do I hope this to end up? Like, do I want them to love me or just do I, do I want them to go away? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes them going away is just worth your pure sanity. And I'm actually not talking about money or refunds or anything. Like just what can we do to like shut them up and make them go away? Like, like, like what's their actual issue? Like if they don't like their photos. So it started off with the photographer in question um, had cancer last year. Oh my God. And so the photos were not delivered in the timely manner that they normally would have been. Um, but the clients knew that like they were eyes wide open going into the experience. Um, but she didn't have so, a, I might get cancer clause in her contract. Like she, she left mistake. that. She left, but in her contract, she does not define a deliverable in terms of time. So she's delivered them their photos. It took about six months to get them their photos, which I think compared to what I've seen some other photographers that don't have cancer, like that's still pretty not that's no, like not out of the realm of normal. Um, so she delivered the photos Um and then they complained about the lighting conditions, even though in their pre-consult, she had shared with them, I probably wouldn't recommend having an outdoor ceremony in noon at noon and, you know, with no shade or covering. They said, no, we know what we're doing. We're no, having we're the doing. wedding outside <laughs> on this golf course with absolutely no shade. She said, okay, but it's going to look, you know, not ideal. And so then they were disappointed with how the lighting looked. And so then again, she recommended for family photos, let's move to the shade to do family photos. Again, the groom being this apparently from what I'm told, a very bullheaded individual. No, we want to just do them right here where, you know, we are. Okay. It's going to not look like any of my photos because I don't typically shoot in full on, you know, noontime sun and so anyway so then she had to spend countless hours going back and like softening shadows due to their dislike in you know the time of day they chose for lighting and conditions so she did all that plus she offered video for her for this package and the videographer she hired kind of shit the bed on the video and so don't they always yeah so she kind of got left holding this bag of shit and so i was trying to try pushing it up a hill we tried and it was still shit at the top of the hill as josh likes to say (laughs) um but they uh you know were just complaining about the length it was taking to get the edits back on both the photos and the video side and it was just it's just been and it's not so much like that they're complaining. It's that she would wake up to a text every morning from this groom just saying like, Hey, checking on the photos. Haven't heard anything back. It was like, he almost set up auto texts. Really? You like check in. And then when he wouldn't hear back from her, he would text her again. Hey, haven't heard, heard from you. Want to check in on the you know status of this or that. And I was like, does this guy have a job? Like, this is ridiculous. And so finally, when she got them the wedding video, it was like nine days before she heard from them. I'm like, 
something just does not make sense in this equation. Like if they were this needy about getting the wedding video and then it's nine days before they even take the time to watch it. You know, as somebody who has dealt with clients who very much said they wanted to get a wedding video, delivered that wedding video, and then had it take sometimes a year <laughs> for the, to hear back, I have to say, like, maybe that's normal. Like, not everybody has time to sit down and watch, rewatch, you know, one of the most important days of their life. They experience that in the flesh like why do they need to now view it in a video it's it's kind of like when you go and see a movie at the cinema and then it comes out and it's free on netflix like oh i've been to the cinema thanks i don't need to Mm -hmm. watch that right yeah see josh gets it yeah i just wish there was some sort of a let's call it a task force that would be sort of a resource for anyone in a service-based industry that you can just say like, Hey, this client is being just an asshat. I'm turning this over to you. I'm going to pay you $200 and I'm just going to let them know, um, Hey, the, the asshat task force is taken, taken over from here. Well, uh, oh yeah, I love that. I love that idea. Just turn it over and just be like, yeah, no, uh, I'm actually turning you over. You won't be handled by Van Elk and Co. anymore. You'll be handled by this client is a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> LLC. That's what I'm uh, turning you over if to. If you guys want to join my wedding mafia for a protection tax, I can look after <laughs> these kind of things. I'll, uh, <laughs> let me just say that, uh, that we'll look after you. I mean, it definitely did come to mind doing some mafiosa type stuff because like this client was not only, I mean, just to give you an idea of like the level, they were stalking past clients of hers, reaching out to them and asking them questions like, hey, how long did it take for you to get your wedding photos back? And they're like, well, it's, you know, she said it would take a little bit longer than normal because she has cancer. Have you heard of cancer? Give it a bit of and, a goog, bit of a goog. Yeah. And it was just like, just. And know. then they were calling up the hospital that she's going to for her cancer treatments and just being like, has she checked in for her chemo yet? Like, we just want to make sure she's there and she's getting healthy so that we can get our photos back. And I'm serious. Those kind of things happened to her. Like, that's how ridiculous this was. Like she, they, like, like I said, he would text her every morning. And she would text like, hey, I have doctor's appointments and checkups today for my chemo. So, like um, so I'm alive. not going to... I'm just trying to, <laughs> just trying to be alive so I can edit Yeah, and it's like, I'm not going to be able to get back to you today, probably. And then he would circle back with her like later that evening. Like, hey, wow. didn't hear back from you today. Um, wanted to check on the status of our wedding. Didn't video. hear back from you today. Was it because you were throwing up after getting the chemo? Uh, just let me know. Cool. Yeah, the Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I actually feel the need to deliver like some serious advice just for twenty seconds. Two things: mm-hmm. one, um, charge more. You've just got to you've got to elevate your charging structure above those people. Like, uh, have you seen that meme getting around? Like a fifty dollar client. You know, I just want you to know that my money has been hard earned, and I need you to get to do a good job. Like five thousand dollar client. Like, yeah, here's. His payment, I've just made it. Like you're just gonna elevate your uh, elevate your pricing above people that are gonna give you hell. Um, 
the second one. I hate that meme. Oh man, I hate that meme. Because because are you the fifty dollar bloke? Are you the kind <laughs> yes, of guy? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I, uh, you know it, baby. I, I've just, I know I've just paid for my burger, but um, I've worked really hard for that five dollar burger. So if you can make sure the burger is really good, not Steve. If you Steve's, could just Steve's please, like, I've got fifty dollars in my PayPal account. I'm just gonna throw that at something. Fifty dollars <laughs> means nothing to me. I'm white and privileged, and the other piece of advice. Yeah, so I'm just pulling hypotheticals. Josh? I don't know if any of this is true. I'm just. I don't know if this is a real Look, scenario. I paid five dollars. I paid five dollars for the burger. I just don't want you to spit on it or jerk off on it. Like that's all I'm saying. Protein, you know? Come on, protein. Gosh, yeah, just you, you got to charge me. You got to get yourself above above people that will give you help. I'm not saying everyone's gonna everyone's gonna charge. Um, you know, I am Sam levels, but just say charge better money. Uh, the I other am one, Steve. math levels. <laughs> Uh, the other one, and um, I am legend. All of my communication, I view my relationship with my clients as like I'm, it's like I'm playing tennis, or and I just want to put the ball back in their court, so that every piece of communication, it's like it's then it's then reliance on them. They've give, they've got all the information they need. So like I would just be, I would set hard deliverables. Like, hey, I'm going to get a video to you in 2024, January the fourth, 2024. And just don't contact me before then. Um, even feel free to put a little fuck off at the bottom of it if you need to. And just <laughs> just 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 set up communication that makes sure they don't reply to you. Uh, I would, I I would that. shoot that guy. I would literally go around and just punch him in the face. I, I know I, it's 2021, but the photos will make their way back to you in 2024. That's the new contract. Feel, go ahead and sign here. If you don't sign here, then I don't have to deliver it by then. Hope you guys are so, still together. <laughs> so her uh, her package also included two wedding albums, and so the couple now is like trying to say like, "Hey, we're just so done with all of this. Just go ahead and refund us for those wedding albums. Like we just we don't want to wait another year for like to get wedding albums." And she's like, she's like calls me up she's like i don't know how to respond to this like i don't have the money to refund them for these wedding albums because i'm kind of paying for cancer treatment so she said no because you can just say no like as it says like just i'm like i'm like you've been so proud and like prideful and like gracious in your communication with them like like why don't like this be the one where you're like sorry guys like i've had to pay for like just use the cancer card. She's like refused to use it throughout all of this. And I'm like, just use it. Like, it's okay. But she did use it, Dustin. She did use it because you said that she said to them, sorry, I can't. I'm in doctor's appointments for my chemo and cancer all day. So she has used the cancer card. She's and used they it didn't as care. to like why they she won't respond. They didn't care. But I said, no, 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 no. Dustin, why you they don't care. <laughs> they, already, they already know what she's going through and they don't care. These people are not going to be like just throwing off this whole thing because she's like, sorry, I have cancer. I can't refund you right now. They're terrible people. This this much is clear. So they're going to keep coming. I think actually, can we do That's... a group exercise? I'm going to include everyone listening. So <laughs> so everyone listening, you can localize this for yourself. But I'm going to focus in on Dustin. Dustin, look at me in the eyes. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. They're beautiful eyes. Okay, Dustin, you can feel Who's free the captain now to respond however you want. I would recommend you say no. But honestly, I'm not going to cut you off from this. Dustin, can you please give Joshua. me all your money? 
Yeah, uh, no, no. Maybe. We're having uh, breakthroughs here. We're having so many breakthroughs. All right, Dustin, can you please box up your children and mail them to me? How much will you give me? Um, no, no is the correct answer, but look, we'll, we'll do this oh. again. Uh, sorry. I don't have to pay you to take them? <laughs> We're just going to say no. We were allowed to say no. No is I a very don't know the word. conversion rate from Aussie dollars to real dollars. Um, but I will send you my children as soon as possible. <laughs> you can just, we're just going to say no. Like I've had like my favorite thing this last year has been people that have said similar things like, I oh, will just take the refund then. Thanks. I'm like, ah, oh, no, <laughs> like, no, you just don't get a refund. Like I, I literally responded. So I don't know what the version of this in America is. It might be better business bureau or something, but there's a mm-hmm. thing called the office of fair trading. Um, which is a government branch and they make sure that all the consumer things are fair and that all the trades are fair. And um, and so uh, one of my couples who changed the date didn't confirm with me and then I wasn't available for, then I was available for, and they said, oh, we'll just take a refund, thanks. And I said, no. Um, and I felt compassion for them because, you know, we I liked them before this. And so I gave them a 50% refund. So they lodged a complaint with the Office of Fair Trading. <laughs> and uh, and so I wrote back to them and we back and forth between the Office of Fair Trading and uh, the Office of Fair Trading comes back after all of this and they said, um, <laughs> the, the girls would just like a refund. And I said, I'd like a Porsche, but I'm driving a Mazda and they're not getting a refund. <laughs> 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 like we just don't have to do everything people ask for. Um, don't right. mail me your kids, Dustin. I, I don't have room for more kids. Please don't mail them. <laughs> My wife's already bubble wrapping them as we speak. They're asleep. <laughs> That's the best way to mail them. But uh, I'll send you my PayPal address. Drop me that cash, all right? Oh, I don't have PayPal. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I do have Venmo. So, hey. Any, any more stories about what it's like to shoot during the pandemic from either of you guys? Pretty much the same old, same old, just with the mask. Uh, Chris, my, uh, my advice to you would be don't go near anyone. You don't have to, when your mask is off, Jen and I were at a wedding, we were eating food with all the other vendors. Cause they put all the vendors at like a table together. Everybody's sitting there talking and, uh, you know, eating their food and about halfway through, like everybody eating, one of the vendors just stands up, puts her mask on and starts to like walk away. Somebody says like, bye. And she's like, Oh, I should probably have told you guys this. My husband's currently waiting to get his COVID test. Cause he has a results from his COVID test. Cause he has a fever spent the whole time sitting at the table with us, talking to us, doing everything. Never once like took the time to say like, maybe I shouldn't be here period today because my husband might have COVID and he has a fever and maybe I'm putting everybody else at risk by being here. Thankfully she didn't have COVID. We didn't get COVID, but it was just like, nobody cares about anyone but themselves. Oh, look, I'm not going to say that. Like I, I'm quite a compassionate person. Uh, Like for example, one of my traditional things when I'm someone celebrant is that before they, Josh, give me all your money. Give me all your money. See, nobody cares about anyone other than themselves. If Josh cared, he'd be sending me all his money through PayPal right now. Well, there's different ways of caring. So the way I care for my couples to make sure we're all COVID safe is um, before I pronounce them husband and wife and and they have the opportunity to kiss, 
I would normally make out with each one of them individually, kind of like their last, you know, their last make yeah, out with someone it. else yeah. before they become Last married. little thing. Like during the ceremony, like up in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's a very visible. Like, okay. So these days, strippers before the wedding aren't that kind of like it's a bit yuck. Um, so this is my like kind of tamed down version where we just make out with a couple like in front of everyone. Uh, but I haven't been doing that through COVID. You're already dancing naked. I, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to do that through, because it's not safe. Um, so is that now called I just, pulling a withers? It's called pulling a withers, <laughs> it is. That's that's where the term came from. Uh, mm. I just stick my tongue in their ear now. And it's COVID safe. It's still affectionate. It kind of has the similar value, uh, but we're COVID safe. It's got a little tickle to it too, doesn't it? Like it, it kind of like sends goosebumps all up and down your body. That's it's nice. a kind of nice feel. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's really been well received by my couples. Do you ever have any yeah. grooms or brides that just kind of afterwards, they're like, I changed my mind. Oh, no, no, see, look, I've had that a lot actually. And I said, no, no you're a married person now. We can't, we, we can't <laughs> be doing this shit. I'm, I'm a married man. Like we've and I just values. married you. After making out with you and tugging your ears, but that was before I pronounced them husband and wife, Steve. Like, please look at yeah. this through sensible eyes. Don't be a don't be an idiot. Yeah. And and your lovely wife Britt gives you a hall pass for every single couple that you have. I so. could just I it's could see Josh just like doing one of these where he like kind of puts his hand up to each of their foreheads to check their temperatures. <laughs> you, well, that's you also guys feel the good. The tongue in the ear is also sensing the temperature. That's a sensitive mm-hmm. tongue. Are you the, your tongue is one of the most sensitive organs you have in your body. Are you one of those guys who can like taste all the flavors of wine? There's like a name for that. Uh, yeah, awesome person. Somalia. They call me. Yeah, or Josh Withers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Molly Maher from our very own Facebook group says, I'm going to have to use an associate shooter for a wedding in July, and I haven't used one before. I got a contract that I'll be sending to the other photographer who owns their own business in the same, same market. Anything, considerations I need to think about or things to keep in mind before sending it or while working with them? Uh, I would probably just get in touch and say, hey, you remember the contract you signed? Well, bitch, I'm enacting it. I am contracting you damn hard. Mm. (laughs) I hope you read the contract and I hope you know what was in it because we're going to adhere to that. And then if you're with them in person, once again, another Josh Witherism, just... Put your tongue in their ear. They like it. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, someday, Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet you in the United States of America, Australia, maybe some other country. Who knows? You get around Somalia. a lot. I don't get around as much as you do, but uh, and I just hope that I get a tongue straight in the ear first thing. <laughs> I'm I'm imagining someone somewhere is listening to this that works for like Bose or Clisp or like one of the headphone manufacturer. And they're like, I have an idea. We're going to make Josh Withers headphones where we mold his tongue and that goes into your ears and it creates these most synergy, perfect audio type headphone. I'm actually already working on it with Bose. You've obviously, you've heard of the the quiet comfort. These these are the very comfort, <laughs> the wet the wet comfort. It's the it's the hate canceling very comfort. 30s. Hate canceling, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, where's the Kickstarter for that? Let me uh, get on that. It just it cancels out all the other hateful frequencies in your life and just inserts. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
It's funny because I can picture it. I'm kind of like into that. Like I, I kind of want to try that out, Josh. And I get into it, man. I'm behind it all the way. More like you're beside it. Hey. <laughs> Dustin, do you have See, any advice for Molly? Uh, you've, you've used associate shooters before. Not as much as you. Uh, I like to use the same associates all the time. Whereas I know, especially with COVID, a lot of people have been just kind of due to rescheduling and booking dates that they're already booked. They're kind of just farming weddings out without hoping to lose all of their income. So they're paying people, you know, an associate rate or slightly above. But all I can do is recommend finding, you know, a solid associate contract, something stating that, you know, they can or can't use the photos for their own portfolio or social media. That's kind of up to you and your preference. And, um, and then whether, you know, what that looks like in terms of how they deliver the photos to you and what their, you know, rights and communication are with the couple post and pre-wedding. I like to try to handle as much of everything as I can. So that way I take as much responsibility off my associates. So all they have to do is show up on the wedding day with a timeline and a little bit about the couple. And it's sort of like speed dating from there. They got to figure it out. And a lot of, uh, I've found this out through trial and error, but most associate shooters hate this and they're very uncomfortable with this. Um, Mm -hmm because most associate shooters also are wedding photographers on their own right. And so they like that level of control where they've gotten to know the couple and they've kind of experienced the couple. Uh, Maybe like Josh, they put a tongue in their ear at one point and um, for them, it's very difficult to just show up and not know anything. Whereas for me, I associate shot for the first three years of my photography career So I would show up and I would barely even know their names. I would get their names the day of the wedding and an address the morning of the wedding or the night before. That's all I had to go off of. And it, so for me, like I got really good at getting a lot of information sort of slyly like, Oh, so who's the bride? (laughs) Like, uh, where's the bride at? So sly. Um, did the, so, did the big dress gonna, gonna give it away? Like, was that who wants to show me their dress? <laughs> like, some let's four play. year old girl's like, I'll show you my dress, it's really pretty ballerina dress. Let's, let's play, show me your dress. I like this, Dustin, because you actually hit on a new thing Jen and I are trying out this year. Um, because we've had so many reschedules and cancellations and stuff, and we're utilizing more associate shooters than we have in the past, we're actually um, giving our couples uh, the choice on their wedding day. And much like you said with the speed dating, we just send three associate shooters out to their wedding, and they have a minute to get to know each one, and then they have to make a final decision um, on which rose? one they're going to use for the associate shooter. Yes, our couple definitely does get a rose mm-hmm. and they give a rose to uh yeah to to the, sh- the shooter they want to go with and then we actually give them a we give them a petunia too and they, they give that to the one they want as the second shooter so then the third person's just out and they don't get any money for the day and uh so far <laughs> it's been working really well for us and then the third person's just shot on site or 
I mean, that's at the couple's prerogative. It is written into our contract that they are allowed to shoot the third person if they want. Um, Welcome to so Indiana, far, no baby. one's taken it up Bro on gun. that, but yeah. The shooter yeah. becomes the shooty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're like, okay, if you weren't selected, we have another wedding two blocks down at St. Mary's. Uh, get your ass down there. Yeah. I had a get your ass down there, get your tongue in that ear and see if it works out. I, I had a sunrise elopement in Dubrovnik a couple of years ago. And the um the photographers were Australians, friends of ours who were on the way to join us, and there were major flight issues, and they ended up um they were like an eight-hour drive away because of flights and weather and whatnot. And so at 10 p.m. at night before a 5 a.m. sunrise elopement, because if you if you if you're gonna have a wedding or a um, an elopement in Dubrovnik, you've got to do it at sunrise. Because oh, for the, sure. The place is madness after about 6 a.m. Um, at 10 p.m., we found this photographer duo from Bosnia. And uh, and they drove overnight to Dubrovnik to shoot for us at 5 a.m. And um, myself uh, being the celebrant and also leading the elopement and the photographer and videographer, we, we walk into the hotel to meet the couple. And uh, and I just I just whispered into the groom's ear, I said, this isn't the people you thought it was. And they're really nice guys. <laughs> we kind of turn to them. They wave. It's like a movie. It's like some kind of weird comedy movie. And they were amazing. Like they did the best job. Like I'm still so proud of those um, Dubrovnik photos. So I would say couples probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> exactly. There was once, cause the, the company I worked for in New York, uh, we did probably three weddings every day on the weekends. And so in the main, the owner of the studio would just have a file for each couple and he would hand it to the lead shooter. And on one of the instances, he mixed up the files. And so we showed up to the wrong wedding and we just, and he, so he went to ours and we went to his and nobody was the wiser until about halfway through uh, when the main photographer, I was second shooting this particular wedding the main photographer was like, I could have sworn I was supposed to shoot at this place with this couple. Like, maybe I'm losing my mind. And so she texts the main photographer and he's like, yeah, we totally accidentally switched files and shot the wrong weddings. He's like, let's just roll That's with it. That's how you know you're getting that nice personal touch from a company. And it's so good to hear about that because when people are booking for these weddings, they really want that bespoke feeling like they're really being cared for. And that it's just great to hear stories like that where you can really feeling. see it coming coming through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't help but feel that you're possibly joking, Steve, because I just want to bring up, I'm a little bit offended that you're saying that all bride and grooms look the same. A little bit racist there, Dustin. <laughs> it's true, bit. they do. <laughs> they all seem to wear a white dress. I, I don't control the dress game. I have nothing to do with the wedding dress industry. But I think there's some trends out there that make all of them look the same. And it's a lack of color. Wow. Wow. Pigment. I don't die. Just, uh, they don't do Step ethnic. back, Steve. Let, let Dustin bury himself here, mate. We're just going to have to excuse ourselves off the podcast here. They don't do weddings for other cultures in Fort Wayne. So, yeah. It's just, do uh, just, just, do you? Do you? Have you ever done a wedding for any other culture? I wanted to do an Amish Because white is really just like an American European thing. 
Uh, Australian too, right? I don't know. Uh, let's move on. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. That's an, that's an underscore McKibben. And I'm at Steven Van Elk. And Josh is at Ahoy Josh. Welcome. Hello, Josh. All the which, so, which one do you want? Um, at Hello Josh Withers. Uh, honestly, uh, at Ahoy Josh Withers, no one's following me. Following me. It's not going to get there. But honestly, if I could get the plus I'm 10, following you. on at Hello Josh Withers, I just want to share some sweet links in my stories. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's like what everybody wants. I just I just want the followers so I can swipe up, damn it. Just give me the swipe up, Instagram. Oh, all I, I don't want to have engage. Like, like, please don't, don't message me or comment. Like, don't, you know, like, we don't have to. Don't have to do anything. Just like, just give me the swap out. Yeah. You know, if you if you have a bot farm with like a thousand bots, just you know, send them all over to follow hello at Josh or at hello Josh Withers. Right? Definitely, Not to be yeah. confused with I am Josh Withers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my photography account. We have an awesome Facebook group. <laughs> We have an awesome Facebook group you guys should join. Just search for a wedding hangover on Facebook. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is found and your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another wedding or sit at home thinking about how you wish you could shoot weddings or yeah, whatever. Like people in beer at a wedding. Before before we close this whole thing down, Josh, uh, wh- what it good? How, how are things going over there in Australia? What you up to other than uh, about to have a baby? So uh, apart from the fact we're about to um, increase the population of Australia by plus one, apart from that, uh, I I'm about to enter the busiest season of my life because I had like I don't know something like eighty percent of last year's weddings move and elopements moved to this year, and so Feb twenty five from Feb twenty five until sometime in. September, I'm just like working every day. Like it's just going to be crazy. Uh, like literally in March, I think I've got three or four days where I'm not standing in front of a ceremony and uh, lots of travel around Australia. Um, and then they keep on opening and closing borders. So God knows if I'm going to be able to do the things that I'm contracted to do. Um, I've got about six court cases coming up with couples that want refunds. So I just got the first court date for one of those. That's going to be exciting. March three, thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird, weird time to be alive. You need Stephen and I to fly out there and represent you. I, I do actually, which is I was really desperately, subtly trying to drop a hint there. Um, but I figure you guys have got nothing on this year, uh, so mm-hmm. just come and join the yeah. the Josh Withers team. Um, I, I need I like I do. I've got a lot of Australian legal, uh, you know, stuff going on. I'm real good at that. We so. just need to work on our accents. Yeah, well, honestly, just talk to Ian, Steve's boy. Um, I've given him a pretty solid lesson this morning, uh, this afternoon, <laughs> sorry, um, uh, on how to talk Australian. And uh, I think he's got to hang on it. We just walk into the magistrate's office with our fosters. We slam them down and we just say, not guilty. And I think that pretty much, that's it. That's the, yeah, that's the yeah, whole that's my understanding experience. too. Yeah. Or Josh, when you go in, if Stephen and I can't make it, I want you to use some of the same uh, strategies used for us. Just where you say, "Hey, Judge, I want to. I just want to try something. Look right here in my eyes, and I want you to, you know, 
Josh Withers is not giving a refund. And then you just kind of like before everything gets going and then just get him to say no. Like, see, I knew you could say no. Maybe you could just Arnold Schwarzenegger it and just say like, look at me, look at me. I'm the judge now. (laughs) (laughs) Go sit in his chair. Make it a power play, Josh. Go power play. Honestly, if there's something judges could appreciate, I think it's the power play. Go dressed as a judge. (laughs) <laughs> just grow my hair out get it all up in little twirls yeah yeah can't, they'll love that that'll it, be really robin now, williams action i'm just gonna say this can you plead not guilty of having to give a refund by case of insanity like could you just show up naked and just be like <laughs> yeah can't. clearly i can't give a refund right i was thinking is that, that um, does that work i was gonna do what the uh who was the guy, the Stop Coney guy? Remember the Stop Coney guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and how he was caught masturbating in the street naked. I must have missed that one. <laughs> you didn't see that? So, like, because he was the Stop Coney. Like, what was the movement behind Stop Coney? Like, was that Make Poverty History? I can't remember. Uh, Coney was the child soldiers in Africa. Yeah, so whatever that whole movement behind Stop Coney was, um, yeah, that guy, because it just kind of blew up. Like, it was... I'm not going to say it's one of the first viral things, but it's probably one of the most viral things of that season. And uh, it just all got too much and too big for him. And he just went insane. And the police locked him up. He was like masturbating on the street naked, like just gone. He just went crazy. I've just always imagined that if if I if I ever get too famous, that'll be how I, that'll be my out. So <laughs> option two, when you walk into the courtroom is immediately turn to the people suing you and just say, hey, I know you want the Withers experience. I'll still <laughs> lick your ear if we can just say, let bygones be bygones. Let's just call the whole thing off. And uh, and then I just start pointing at people. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I have to make sure at least more than 50% of the people are identified as your cool because I, like, I want to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. What if someone's it's, like, I don't identify with, I'm cool? Ah, uh, man. Look, honestly, existing on the planet's hard. If I've learned anything in the last year, it's that existing just as a person, it's a complicated, complicated thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm cool with them not being cool. Try, try being a liberal in a very conservative state. I, I definitely hear you on that. I am. Um, I am glad that I live in the Texas of Australia. <laughs> Our Texas Isn't is all of Australia the Texas. Snow, so, oh, sorry, no, no snow here. Just, uh, just uh, we're just a bit hick up here in Queensland. Just a bit hick. Mm, that's all you need. I like a little touch of hick, as long as it's like a cousin touching you or something. Just a little touch. Well, all of the cousins here, we do each other's ears. Just a little bit of tongue in the ear. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of what... I don't know how well, to stop I've that. Got, I've got a whole other topic. I want to talk about how DJI hasn't dropped a new okay. Mavic Pro yet. It's been like three years. Let's... No, we should go. I've got a pregnant wife who probably needs to get to the kitchen and get food. She's been in the, in the bedroom waiting for the podcast to end so she can walk behind me. <laughs> She can walk behind. It's okay. Yeah. It is a, she, we've all been, had pregnant wives before. She, 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 she hasn't been walking behind in the whole darn episode. 
<laughs> yeah. They're making a lot of noise. It's crazy. Having kitlins. No, it's... No. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a male cat, and it's been... Surprise. Yeah, Surprise. They, they cut off its balls. What do you think? All right, Josh, we will let you go then so that your wife can uh, walk into the kitchen. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks everyone on Facey. I'm going to shut down the old live uh, Facebooky thing. Stop the live stream. That's done, and um, I'll drop you some uh, some recorded files, old Steve. -O. That would be awesome. Toot toot caboose photos. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!